0: Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. Well, first, 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 first. Today can be a Uh, A happy day or a sorrowful day, uh, depending on where you are at with your life, it isn't always a happy Mother's Day. When things are going great, that's great. When things are going joyful, there's joy. When there's a reason to rejoice, people do it. But it was only three days before the last day of school, and Kendrick Castillo, He was described as a very gentle teenager. Not many teenagers are described that way today. He was a gentle boy, 18 years old, three days from graduating. And something that's happening all across America in public schools is shooting. Somebody comes in with a gun and bang, bang, shoot them up. And little boys and girls die. This happened last week. Kendrick Castillo made a decision turn around and charge that attacker and when he did that he died in a sacrificial act of love he saved his he was the only one that died he saved his entire class he ran at that attacker 18 years old gentle teenager three days away from graduating sweet kid when you see his picture runs right at that attacker sacrifices his life. He didn't think about it. He didn't weigh out his options. He didn't do anything, but I'm doing something. And that allowed some other boys to tackle him down. Class lives and survives. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 Depending on where you're at, today could be one of the worst days of the year for a mother. I think, I think of Kendrick Castillo's mother right now. And I was thinking about that all week. It's called Happy Mother's Day. And mothers should be happy. And we should be happy. And we should rejoice. And we should have joy. But the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7, verse number 2, it is better to go to the house of mourning, then to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. No mother prefers to mourn. What mom wakes up this morning and says, oh, it's great, I get to mourn today. I get to be sad today. I get to be sorrowful today. I get to deal with this today. Every mom wants happiness over mourning. But the Bible says it is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. Life, if you're a mom for any length of time, you realize life isn't all cupcakes and rainbows and ice cream cones and walks in the park. It isn't. It's not all poodles and pets. It can be tough. But happiness isn't found in the continual search for a happier puppy. And for these sweet treats of life. And when the Bible says it's better to go to the house of mourning, the Bible isn't saying, I want you to be miserable. It's better to be miserable. That's not what it's saying. But it's saying when it says, we'll lay it to his heart. At the end of that verse, truly consider it. Really think about it. God wants us to get a really good, proper check on what we value. And sometimes when everything is going hunky-dory for us, we forget about God. And sometimes coming to the house of mourning is better than to go to the house of feasting. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter number 1. 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And I'm here to tell you this morning that godly mothers, women that fear God, Christian mothers, women that love God, mothers-to-be, and mothers-that-want-to-be, all have problems. It's part of life. But let's see if we can dive into the Bible and get some insight as to how, through an example of a godly woman. 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathiam, Zophium of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jerahim the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephrathite. And he had two wives. How do you think Anna felt on that? Oh, that's great, Lord. <laughs> two wives. Praise God. I don't think so had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other, Penaniah. And Penaniah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters, portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat, then said Alcana her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I am not I better to thee than ten sons? Hannah had some problems. Number one, verse number two. Really, Lord? I'm one of two? <laughs> Imagine me and the mom waking up today. Yeah. And you gotta share your husband. That's where Hannah's at. That's where Hannah's at. Then the Bible says in verse number two, Panina had children, but Hannah had no children. Oh, great. To top it off, she gets to have kids. I don't get to have kids. Not feeling so hot. To make it even worse, look at verse number 6 and verse number 7. The Bible said, and her adversary, that was his other wife, also provoked her sore for to make her fret. Uh, Why are you crying, (laughs) Elkanah? What what are you upset for, honey? Why are you crying? Gee, I don't know, Elkanah. You got another wife? (laughs) Honey, what's the problem? Everything should be... What's the problem? You got a roof over your head? What's the problem? Gee, I don't know. You got another wife and she can have kids and I can't and she won't leave me alone. She keeps provoking me. That's what's wrong, Alcana. Well, it's all for the Lord. Praise Him. People got it rough. People got it tough. Yeah, verse 8. Am not I better than ten sons? Yep, you sure are, Elkanah. You're going to get the husband of the year award. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. And you can see why people get into a situation where they say or they can say I really don't feel like I'm worth much, Lord. And a mom can say, you know, I really don't feel like I'm worth much. Now, we're not big in number, but I but I know that none of the wives here have to go home and share their husband that's a blessing (laughs) and i'm going to go as far as to say none of the moms here know anybody that has to go home and share their wife with another husband where she's provoked by the other wife because she can't have kids and i don't mean to state the obvious but don't we have a lot to be thankful for (laughs) Just thinking of that alone gives us enough to want to praise God. Now let's get Proverbs 31. Verse number 10, the Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? A lot of moms don't feel like that. The, The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. It'd be nice. It'd be easier for a lot of the moms to be able to be the Proverbs 31 if the gentleman would be the Proverbs 31, 11. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Verse number 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life and I bet your Hannah has got to be thinking well, I'm, I'm good to him I mean I I, I pray I I, uh, I I don't get it Lord I you see how easy it is to get into the it is because we all whatever the situation or it is we all have a problem in life life is going to bring us some problems verse number 13. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also, while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. The fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And you know, Yeah, a lot of moms are waking up thinking, yeah, I I read that verse. Yeah, he's known in the gates all right. He's stirring up trouble. He's fussing. He's fighting. He's out drinking with the fellas. He's known all right. Some moms got it rough. Some moms got it rough. Not every mom gets to go home to a Christian home. Not every mom says, you know what? I'm really proud my husband is known in the gates. Because a lot of times, they're ashamed of what they have to deal with and what He's done to her and the kids. Verse number 24, She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. Trying to be strong, Lord. I'm trying. But I got this going on. I got that going on. I'm trying, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and her tongue in the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Moms work hard. They fix a lot of stuff. Her children arise up and demand breakfast and her husband also. (laughs) I mean, right? Right? You wake up. Moms, put your hand up. If you woke up last week and your kids came down and called you blessed. Yeah, strength and honor of my clothing. It's all for God. Life isn't as easy as the Bible's the ideal. Preaching the Bible lessons and the Sunday school lessons are the ideal. But then we get into reality. You wake up. Your back hurts. Your neck hurts. You don't have time to go to the bathroom and brush your teeth. And your kids are already saying, where's breakfast? And your husband wants an extra biscuit. I got an idea, guys. Can anybody call me Blast? <laughs> Moms get worn out. They try. They work. They labor. Sometimes, and let's do that today. Tomorrow, maybe try it for a week. Children, arise up and call her blessed. Oh, and by the way, her husband also. <laughs> and he criticized her because breakfast is cold. And he criticizes her when he gets home because dinner isn't on the table. And then he criticizes her because the kids didn't get all her schoolwork done. Oh, sorry, that's not what verse 28 says her husband also, and he praiseth her. That might make for a happy home. Verse 29, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. What's a woman to do? What's a mom to do? Well, let's find out. Verse 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but... A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Moms, remember that verse. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. All that goes on, all that happens, all the rough stuff, all the tough stuff, just remember, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Verse number 31. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Sometimes, moms, you just got to be focused on your own works. Whatever else is going on in the house, whatever else is going on with, with the old man, whatever else is going on with the kids, sometimes you just need to be focused on your own works. Your own works. Alright, back to... Hannah, as we get back there, remember you be strong in the Lord, you bring honor to the Lord, you rejoice in the Lord, you have a tongue full of kindness, you count your blessings, and you praise the Lord. That's the solution. Easier said than done, right? All right. Hannah responds to tough situations, you know how, by trusting God, and it's so simple. It's such an easy Bible truth, but you need to trust God. You know, right now, today, there's young married women, and they find out that they're infertile. They can't have kids. They can relate to the story of Hannah. There's mothers that woke up this morning and her children aren't calling her blessed, and her children aren't demanding breakfast, and her husband isn't yelling, Yo, would you quiet down the kids? I'm trying to read. Because her child died. There's mothers waking up right there and they're not saying happy Mother's Day. They're saying, Lord, the house is quiet. It used to not be. Because they lost a loved one. They lost a child. There's mothers today that wake up and they have grown children that are out living an ungodly life. They tried to bring him to church. They tried to bring them to Sunday school. They tried to teach him the Bible. On the outside, it looks like they did everything the way they were supposed to do it. But guess what? They made their own choice. Made their own decision. And that mom's waking up this morning saying, hmm, I'm not so happy. There's moms that wake up right now this morning and... Their their children are already grown and out of the house. They're not calling because they don't talk to them. And their kids don't want to talk to them. And their kids don't feel bad about not wanting to call them and talk to them. Happy Mother's Day. How are we doing? (laughs) It's not always happy. It's not always happy. How do we deal with that? How do moms deal deal with that? Fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He's our only constant. Everybody else is going to make their own decisions in their own way. And I want all moms to have a happy Mother's Day, but if our true happiness is in the circumstances that surround us, we're going to be disappointed. Anybody get disappointed? I do. I do. Anybody have to be reminded to trust God and to lean on Him? And I do. We all need the reminder. All right, now, verse number three. Check this out. Here's what else Hannah had to deal with. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. Oh, really? Eli? Oh, boy. Those boys are no good. Those boys are immoral. Eli is not the model. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 2.12, the sons of Eli were the sons of Biliah. They knew not the Lord. So now Hannah's got that on her mind. She's got a husband, has got two wives, even though Genesis 2, verse 24, let's turn there. That's an easy one. Elkanah's okay, got to know this one, God. I mean, doesn't he know? He seems to be Mr. Spiritual. Doesn't he know, therefore shall a man leave his wife and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife? And they, meaning those two, shall become one flesh. Now you think those two wives are getting along? They're not. The Bible tells us she's provoked. They're not getting along. But back in those days, back in those times, it was tolerated and it was accepted. But it wasn't God's ideal. And it's not God's ideal now. God wants one man and one woman to cleave together and be one flesh. Now, to make it worse, she's weeping because she can't have kids. She's not eating. Her heart's grieved. Relationship with her husband ain't the best. Watch what Hannah does. So Hannah, verse 9, 1 Samuel 1, verse 9. Here's what Hannah does. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had sat and drunk now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Here's what else you can do, moms, if it's it's not the happiest day, everything isn't going the way that the ideal should go. Pray and weep. It's okay to do that. Hannah's doing it right here. Pray unto the Lord and weep sore. Sometimes a mom just needs a hug. Sometimes a mom needs a shoulder to cry on. Verse number 11, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord All the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. She's praying so intensely, so intensely. She's filled with so much grief and her spirit is so sorrowful that Eli, the only conclusion he can come to is she must have been hitting the bottle. There's no way somebody could be praying and weeping so sorely and acting the way that she's acting. Well, Eli, you're wrong. Hannah purposed in her heart to pray and pray and pray and pray and and weep. It isn't a sign of strength. You don't want to have a, a... I'm not talking about these snowflake kids where as soon as you say something, they get triggered and they need milk and cookies or they're going to have a complete emotional meltdown. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking, you don't get your way and then you just pitch a fit and cry. I'm talking about what Hannah did. She's weeping. Rightfully put in the proper context, it's okay to do. Praying, weeping unto the Lord. Here's what she says in verse 11. O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. Moms, This is the epitome of not being selfish. Hannah has no husband to call her own. She has to share him. Hannah has no children to call of her own. She has to listen to Penina wear her out on it. She's praying and she's weeping to the Lord, if you would just give me a son. And then you know what she says? I'll just give him right back to you. How do you do that? You pray and you trust God. How are you so, How do you get so connected to God like that? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm that connected to God like that. Because when I get something from the Lord, great, I got it. Let me just use it. It's a struggle. But that's the epitome of a selfless woman. Verse number 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their houses to Ramah. And Cana knew Hannah, his wife. And then the Bible says, And the Lord remembered her. Hannah, got. she's got some faith. She went her way. She ate. Countenance wasn't sad anymore. Next morning, she gets up. She worshipped God, and the Lord remembers her. Sometimes the Lord chooses to take home a little baby or a little girl. We had close friends of ours a couple of years back, and all they wanted was a baby. They prayed, prayed, prayed. God gives him a baby. She had serious complications. That baby didn't make it. Why does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. God knows. Maybe whatever it was that that little boy was going to face in this world, maybe God said, you know what? I want that baby with me. I'm calling that baby home. We're not going to have all the answers here here on this world. And I don't pretend to. Maybe God was protecting that parent from a greater heartache that he knew that they couldn't handle. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know that we need to know what the answer is. Verse number 26. Watch this. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. And we're going to back up a little bit. She prays, she gets a child, and she gives the child back to the Lord. She didn't have what she wanted, what she desired. And the desire wasn't a sinful desire, it was a rightfully placed desire of her heart. The Lord answered her prayer with a yes. And she's just as happy to give that boy back for the Lord's service. She had faith. Hannah had faith to keep her promise. Now let's back up to verse number 21. And the man Elkanah and his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned. And then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth good, do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established His word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bullocks and one ephah flour and a bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. They slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli, and she said, "O my Lord, as Thy soul liveth." My Lord, I am the woman that stood by Thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of Him. Therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. She keeps her promise. She trusts His God. Mothers, here's what your children need to know. That you're an example. You're an example that you keep your word. Your word is true. And that means if you say no, you mean no. Whatever your word is, whatever your vow is, whatever your promise is, Let those kids see that mom keeps her vow. Mom keeps her promise. What mom says, oh, she means it. You know what else they need to know? Your children need to know. When you say, I love you, they need to know you mean it. They need to know that your Word is your Word. Your strength comes from the Lord. Look at verse number... uh, Chapter two, verse number one. And Hannah prayed, look at this, and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn, horn is a symbol of strength, is exalted in the Lord. Her strength is in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. Being a mom is a very rewarding life. Very rewarding. But all moms are going to need some strength. Your physical strength is going to diminish. The older you get, the less strong you become. But your spiritual strength needs to come from the Lord. All right, in closing. Kendrick Castillo, he died. His mom is somewhere today. I don't know what she's thinking. But we know, here's what his classmates said about it. I don't have enough words. He didn't have to risk his life To save us. That's what his classmates said about him. He didn't have to do this. But he did. In his mind, he did. That young man wasn't making any other decision except the right decision. He did. And his classmates look back and say, he didn't have to do that. But Kendrick in his mind said, no, I have to do this. Because if I don't do this, everybody dies. And he goes. And what you need to know, boys and girls, is you can't say in Sunday school or to your parents or to your preacher Jesus didn't have to die, did he? For me, he didn't have to do that, but he did. Because if he didn't, everybody dies and their sins aren't paid for and hell becomes real to them. He did have to die to save you And that's what he did. He died on the cross because there was no other way for everybody else to live. And if Kendrick didn't go after that gunman, there would have been no other way for those kids to live. He had to do it. No matter how much those students look back and say, he didn't have to do that. He did. Because that's what he was there to do. To save those boys and girls. And he did. He saved them. And that's what Jesus did for you. But instead of saving you physically. He saved your soul. Spiritually. So that when you die. You can be with him. In heaven. There was no other way for sin to be paid for. They said. He cared about his family and friends more. And He cared about Himself. He was the first to help. He was a friend to talk to. He held the door and He carried stuff in. They said He'd help no matter what. What a fine young man. What a fine young man. The finest man. The sinless man went to the cross to save you from your sins. But you know what Kendrick was? A product of a mother who loved him, trained him, cared for him, and encouraged him. You know what she can't do this morning? The same thing Mary couldn't do in John 19, chapter 25, in Jesus at the cross, Mary right there. There's no giving him a hug the next day. There's no holding them. Many moms are waking up not able to do that. Kendrick's mom's one of them. God gave Hannah a son. You know what she named him? Samuel. You know what Samuel means? Heard of God. He served under the priests. He anointed Israel with the first king. Saul. He warned Saul. Points David as king, Jesus Christ, King of David. You know what happened when Samuel died, and I'll leave you with this: the Bible says, "And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him." That's pretty powerful. They were sad. They were sorrowful. He was a good boy. He was a good man. The same way Kendrick was a good boy. He was a good young man. We can't keep our kids forever. None of us can keep ourselves forever. But Jesus Christ, He died so that all can be made alive. And He did have to go to the cross to pay for our sins, and that's exactly what He did. Let's not lose focus of what God did for us. Let's try to pray. It's okay to weep. Let's try to thank God. Let's try to trust God. And let's remember, there's always those folks out there that will give their life so that we can have life more abundantly here on earth and Jesus Christ the One, spiritually, where we can be more abundant life with Him in heaven. Let's pray. Thank You, Lord, for Your Word. We do ask Your blessing over our week as we depart our ways. We do pray that afternoon goes well as folks are spending time with family and moms and all that fun stuff. Dismiss us as we try to live for You and trust You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.